Ask anyone who was working in the airline industry on September 11, 2001, and they'll have a story. What you're about to hear are some of those stories told by people who responded in the days, weeks, and even months afterward. Assisting families of those on the four flights. Helping fellow employees come to terms with their grief. Working on the front lines and behind the scenes to get airlines back in the air with a host of new safety and security rules. Some of these stories have been told to family or others over the years, and a few of these will be heard for the first time on this podcast. September 11th, Airline Voices. My name's Tim Noling, and on September 11th, I was working at American Airlines headquarters in revenue management. I started my career with American in June 1998. Um, I was a, as a kid growing up, had become really kind of obsessed with aviation and the airlines and just kind of fell in love with the industry. As a, as a young kid, we had flown Pan Am several times, um, some long haul trips, and I just was enamored with, you know, the 747s and uh, flying these, to these faraway places and this amazing, you know, machine uh, that was an airplane and, and really just the magic that was, um, you know, the airline industry. So I started my career in, in aviation, actually working um, college summers between um, different semesters and holiday breaks, et cetera, uh, at the Cincinnati airport for a couple of different airlines. Uh, and was lucky enough to get that operational experience. And when I was wrapping up my undergraduate degree, I applied for a job at American Airlines um, for their college um, recruitment program and was landed my dream job um, in the revenue management department at American and started uh, in June 1998. Um, I was very lucky, you know, it was a great time to be at the airline. Uh, American was profitable, the industry was profitable. Uh, you know, we were kind of the cutting edge revenue management department in, in the industry. So working with really smart people, hardworking folks, uh, and having a real impact on the business of the, of the airline every day. Uh, which was really, you know, exciting uh, to be part of the team that was really kind of making sure that we made as much money as we could as a carrier. Uh, learned about, you know, filing fares and revenue management strategies, etc. Um, as I said, the airline was profitable. It was a good time for the industry. Uh, flights were full, but not so full that you couldn't, you know, non-rev. And I full took, took full advantage of that, um, flying, you know, standby D2 around the world. Uh, with many of my, my colleagues who had started um, similarly out of college and became good fast friends and, and some of my best friends uh, even to today. Folks that um, we just had a real camaraderie working together at the airline and the opportunity to truly see the world was amazing in your early 20s. Um, you know, at the time, American earlier in 2001 had acquired TWA and we were the largest airline in the world and uh, I had moved through several different roles in revenue management. Uh, was fortunate enough to get promoted each year. And um, in 2001, was a member of the Caribbean team in revenue management, uh, which worked, you know, we were focused primarily on the Caribbean network for American, which at that point was still significant. Um, and I was really lucky to work with some folks who had been with the airline for, you know, 30, 35, 40 years 
um, as teammates. Uh, the other folks on the team had started their careers, a lot of them had started their careers um, in reservations, uh, even airport operations uh, for American um, in the New York area. And a lot of uh, you know, native New Yorkers were on the team who were amazing teammates who uh, I just loved hearing um, about the stories of you know, New York City in the 70s and 80s and, and also the airline at that time, the airline industry. And these amazing stories of you know, flying the uh, on Americans at 747, you know, to LA and to San Juan and having these, you know, glamorous trips of, you know, meeting celebrities and weekends on the beach in San Juan and Jamaica and different places. So, you know, for me starting my career and only a few years into it, it was just really great to get to learn from these, uh, you know, these amazing people who had been with American, like I said, for, you know, 30, 30 plus years and, and really knew the, the Caribbean markets inside and out. On the morning of September 11th, I was, uh, you know, made some coffee as I usually did in my apartment and just had the news on. And I remember I took a shower and when I got out of the shower um, on the news, they said that, you know, there'd been, they think an explosion at uh, the World Trade Center in New York City. You know, there'd been a bombing years before, so they didn't know if it was, you know, fire or, or what it was at that point. So, you know, what about my, my morning getting ready and, and was driving into uh, American's headquarters, which is near DFW, from my apartment when on the news they said that actually they, they thought a small plane had, had crashed and had hit one of the towers. Uh, and they thought maybe it was a, a, a traffic uh, plane or maybe a helicopter. You know, again, it just seemed like, oh, you know, strange, but um, kind of doesn't, you know, didn't really kind of impact me or really affect me at that point. You know, I wasn't really thinking about it that much when I was walking into the building and I saw someone walking out who I knew not from my department, but I had had seen before and had met, you know, casually in the past. And she said, you know, they, they think one of our, one of our planes had gone down. And I walked in to the headquarters building, um, revenue management was on the same floor as the, the entrance in the garage. And I remember just walking in, someone I knew from, from revenue management kind of walked up to me and said, it, it's one of ours, it, it's, it's missing, it's gone down. The gravity of that kind of sunk in, but you know, I, I still just was kind of in shock and really didn't understand kind of what was happening. Um, or if the two things were related, really, you know, if we had lost a plane somewhere else. So I got to my desk and one of my, my teammates came over and said, it's the American flight um, from Boston, the, one of the transcons. And it just seemed like suddenly there were TVs everywhere. And I don't know where they came from, but, you know, suddenly there were TVs all over the floor. You know, the department at that point was several hundred people. And... Um, people were just clustered around TVs, you know, watching the news, watching, you know, ABC, the national news. And when the, the images of the first tower on fire and then the second aircraft hitting, and, you know, and, and that tower on fire, when the, when the second plane went in, I just remember my coworkers, these, you know, proud New Yorkers, um, folks who have been with the airline for, you know, 30 plus years, I just remember uh, that the kind of shock uh, and um, the tears. 
um, you know, <clears throat> these folks, um, as I said, were proud, proud New Yorkers and uh, had been in New York in the, in the kind of tough economic period of the 70s, right, when the city was really going through a difficult time. And for them, they had pride in um, the, the towers. And uh, it was, you know, they were really sh just stunned to see um, the Twin Towers um, just in, in flames, uh, engulfed in smoke. When times were at that point, I think we were all just so shocked when the first tower fell. Uh, you know, one of my colleagues um, just kind of collapsed and it, it just really drove home that this was incredibly just a, a, a horrible, tragic moment for the airline, for the air, airline industry and, and for our nation and, and for my colleagues. And, and, you know, it started to really kind of, I guess, sink in a bit that this was not something abstract. It was not something on the news. This was something that was really impacting all of us. When we, then, you know, when the second aircraft American flight went missing. They, I remember that they were grounding the fleet and no one knew what that meant, you know, and then they couldn't find one of the planes. And that was the second uh, plane that the American flight that hit the Pentagon. That's when it just, it, I don't know, for me, it was like, this is something bigger and scarier. And I just could not understand what was happening and who would do this and why they would do it. And I just couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about the people on board, the passengers and the crew. And it was just, uh, the, you know, the, the rest of the day was just pure. We were just in shock. And I, I remember we, we were let go early that day. You know, my friends who I'd gotten to know kind of traveling the world and become so close with, we, we all met up at a, at a dear friend's apartment in Dallas and just kind of consoled each other. We just, we were trying to comprehend what had happened that day. And what was really shocking was that day driving home and then also the next four days, I believe, was to drive to and from, you know, or past DFW where there were constantly, you know, American Airlines at the time, Super 80s and, you know, silver, silver planes. Uh, Every, every, every time you'd look up, there'd be, you know, multiple planes landing and taking off. The operation was so huge at DFW. To see, to drive past DFW and see not a single aircraft in the sky uh, was shocking. You know, to go to headquarters and to sit there and we all just didn't know what was next and, and what to do. And it was, um, you know, our, our VP held several different meetings and with the department was really kind of frank with us, which I, in hindsight, really appreciate. Everything changed that day uh, for the industry, for the airline, for American, for me, for my career. I remember volunteering with colleagues at the airport when the operation restarted, just to do whatever we could to help passengers feel, you know, to help our customers feel that the airline was, was there for them and trying to make the, the whole operation as safe as possible. And I did some volunteering in a variety of ways with some, with some colleagues, but 
you know, American lost another aircraft, uh, American Flight 587, about a month later, and that was also just so shocking to to have that trauma and to think what's happening with the industry, what's happening with the airline, um, and what's next. You know, the next few months were very difficult as the airline adjusted to dramatically decreased demand. You know, hundreds of planes were grounded. Tens of thousands of employees were furloughed at the headquarters building. You know, whole departments, it seemed like, were, were let go, were laid off. Many of my friends over the course of the next year or two took various packages and a lot of folks I worked with took early outs if they had the, the time you know, served to, to do that. Um, and it was really just sad to watch you know, friends and coworkers leave the company and, and leave the industry and kind of move on with their lives because of the tragedy of that day and, and the impact. For myself, I, I stayed on for a few more years in American through 2004 and worked in a variety of departments, including finance, when it was a really difficult time for the airline. You know, it was, uh, it was the complete opposite of when I had joined in terms of profitability. We were shrinking instead of growing. You know, it was, it was very, very tough. But the airline was really good to me and I, I got to work with some amazing people. I had some difficult times in my personal life, but you know, the airline was, very, was incredibly supportive and helpful. I left American to go to graduate school and, and really that experience, it just made me reassess what I wanted to do with my career and if I wanted to stay in the airline industry. And you know, if you'd asked me September 10th, 2001, if I was going to stay in the airline industry for my career, I would have said, absolutely, this is what I want to do. And I was at the airline I wanted to be at to be part of that. But it all kind of changed um, when I realized the impact of that day and the continuing impact of that day on the industry. I, I think back on that day periodically and I, whenever I, or especially over the last year with COVID, when I've reconnected with some of my friends who I worked with in American, we always kind of go back to that and, and talk through it. You know, I, I can't believe it's almost 20 years. Now living in um, New York City myself, I've been here for about 13 years. You know, I have gone to the memorial, the, the museum, and um, experienced that and thought that they have done an excellent job and the memorial is, is beautiful. I will definitely take some time on September 11th this year and think back upon the loss of, again, those the passengers on board, the crew that heroically gave their lives trying to keep their passengers as safe as they could given that circumstance. And, you know, the change in the industry and how the, the airline and the industry changed dramatically and permanently going forward. My thanks go out to Tim for sharing his story and thank you for listening. This podcast is made possible through individual donations and contributions. If you have questions or are interested in sharing your story, feel free to check out the Airline Voices podcast page on Facebook, or you can email airlinevoicespodcast at gmail.com. For those interested in helping support this podcast financially, please consider visiting patreon.com and searching for the Airline Voices podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and Airline Voices podcast. Thanks again for listening.